Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Go Low, a podcast. What a day to be alive. Woke up to the breaking news, which we will dive into off the top. I talked to Sobel earlier this morning, a couple hours after the news is broke. We will go into that as well. Uh, what a day. I mean, a probably one of the more shocking, eye-opening, monumental, uh, crazier days in the history of of the professional game of golf. Uh, I think I've been texting with people from the NFL to my family, friends. This is just a story that broke on CNBC. You know, this did not break on ESPN. This did not break on the golf channel. This broke on CNBC with the head of the PIF. Yasser, don't want to screw up his name. Uh, Especially, you never know if I end up at one of his events. You know, don't want to piss him off. And Jay Monahan, the CEO of the future golf LLC. Who knows what it's going to be called? But we will, we will dive into it all. Jason Sobel, uh, we'll get some of your mailbag questions at Golopod. At Golopod is the Instagram. So uh, fire in to the Instagram DMs. Sure, we'll, we will have some live questions that came throughout the day. But yeah, I mean, just, I, I don't know if anything else matters. Uh, not last week at the Memorial, feels irrelevant. Props to Victor Hovland, incredible win. The Canadian Open definitely feels irrelevant. We got the U.S. Open in a week. Buckle up. It is easily, to me, the most anticipated major ever. And I'm not even counting the golf tournament Thursday through Sunday. What does Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the grounds, the press conferences, Mickelson, Kepka, DJ, to Rory, to Rom, to JT, to Spieth, it is going to be fucking fireworks. Buckle up. Can't wait. I love the majors. If Liv never would have came around, I mean, it doesn't get any. Those four events throughout the year and the NFL, to me, make my world. <laughs> they keep me energized in life. And I, I can't be any more excited for Monday through Wednesday of that golf tournament. We'll also talk gambling, I'm sure, next week as well. Uh, I have a bet on Max Homa. Maybe I'll double back down on Kepka. Just lives on fire, even though I don't think Liv is going to exist, but we'll get into that here in a second. Download the GameTime app, official ticketing app of this podcast. Download the GameTime app. Do you want to go to this new golf league whenever we figure out who's playing where and when, when it's all going down? Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, 
Download the GameTime app, fastest growing ticketing app in America. Type in the promo code GOLOW, G-O-L-O-W, and get $20 off your first pair of tickets. Games, concerts, comedy shows, any event. Just go to the GameTime app, search whatever you're looking for, sign up, first-time users, $20 off, promo code GOLOW. I'm recording this, so by the time you hear this, I'm sure Rory's going to talk on Wednesday. Maybe Tiger will release a statement. Uh, there's gonna, it's going to be a very, very fluid situation for the foreseeable future. So I can just go off at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Pacific Standard Time, the information that I have. So if I say things that are either outdated by the time you hear this or you know maybe aren't as important, there's nothing I can do. You know, this is a... This is just, it is what it is. So I'm going to give my thoughts. I've kind of broken it down on the major elements of this story. I want to start with Jay Monahan because when it comes to the show Succession, I enjoy the show, but I don't have the same love for the show that a lot of people like in the media do that feel like it's the greatest thing th- since sliced bread. Again, entertains me, love the business element, love the characters. But for me, it's not a top five show of all time. Really liked it. Watched all the episodes. But think it's a little overhyped, but do enjoy several elements of that, of the show. I think that Jay Monahan had a little Logan Roy moment. And what I mean by that is he essentially just made himself a made man. The players meeting that just ended, I think, in Canada, from all reports, was very hostile. And people were calling for the guy's resignation. Well, Jay Monahan essentially just made a deal with the PIF, Saudi Arabia. Some in the media would call them the devil. And essentially, like the mob, Tony Soprano, my favorite show, is a made man. Now you can say, well, what if the top players turn on him? Where do they have to go? Saudi now essentially owns professional golf. Because anytime, and I talk about this with Sobel, you are the number one funder in a merger, in a partnership, in advertising. You yield a lot of control. Why? They need your money. And the Saudi Arabia government and this investment firm that they have has an unlimited amount of cash. It never ends. They can buy whatever they want, whenever they want. And Jay Monahan. I don't know what spurred this. He, I think he was quoted of saying this was a seven-week process. But here's what he did. He insulated himself. Because now, the Saudi Arabian government and PIF and Yasser and SBF, I always get him screwed up. It's not SBF. That is the crypto guy. But that's Sam Bakeman freed Have this piece of the professional game because of Jay Monahan. Without him doing this behind the scenes, this would not have happened. Clearly, if you pulled the players from Spieth to Rory to Rom to Tiger, they would not have done this deal. Or they were by no means willing or inclined to do a deal with the Saudis and merge, when I say live, but really just merge with them. Live is going to die because now it's under one umbrella. There is no point to have live after 2023. It's going to be over, and they're all going to play with each other, which we will get to in a little bit. But Jay Monahan is the guy that did that deal. And anytime you are the guy that does the deal, 
with the person that had no entrance in to the business, right? Beside creating their own league, which was entertaining from a social media standpoint, but no one was watching. They couldn't get on television. They had no access to courses. He's your guy. And you can tweet out or players can say, we want him to resign. Where are you going to go? There's no other league now. There is no place for you to go. There is one professional golf umbrella and the Saudis and Jay control it. So what Jay Monahan essentially did is go Logan Roy, go cutthroat businessman behind the scenes, a little like also Tom in succession, and just worry about himself first and foremost. And he's taken care of. Now, eventually, if he's forced out the golden parachute, he's taken care of. He was selfish in this situation. Now, is it going to benefit golf big picture? We can dive into that here in a little bit. But when it comes to Jay Monahan, that is one of the most cutthroat dudes you will ever see. And say this about Jay. And listen, I've been critical of him over the years. It feels like he is much more reactive than proactive. But you go back to 2020 when the media wanted every sport to shut down forever. He and Dana White were the first two guys to keep it rocking and rolling. The SEC followed suit. Everyone followed. But PGA Tour and UFC said, we're playing. And it was, it was frowned upon you know, by 99% of the media and a lot of people in society. And from that moment up until this moment, say one thing for Jay, the dude has some stones and just took care of himself. Now, when it comes to the Saudis, I think this is a good life lesson. One of my favorite shows, I, I like billions more than I ever did Succession, is in that show, uh, there was a great, great line that I will remember till the day I die. What is the point of having fuck you money if you never say fuck you? And the Saudis now, whether it's F1, whether it's European soccer to golf, are just slowly, and some might say not slowly, taking over everything. One thought I've had today is, when do they get involved in the National Football League? When do they get involved in the National Basketball Association? Because that kind of feels inevitable. Because they can write checks that no one else can write. They are also willing to write checks that no one else is willing to write, even if they could sniff those level of funds. And they know what they're doing, clearly. Because they started Live Golf not because they thought it was some genius idea. Honestly, they stole a lot of the ideas from other people over the years. And they funded and they bought some of the top players with... Uh, it's pretty clear the idea and the view of getting involved with the PGA Tour because without getting involved with the PGA Tour, they have no access to network television, to the top golf courses. Unlike football and unlike soccer and unlike basketball, you can build a stadium wherever. You can build a basketball arena wherever you want. In golf, there are so many, there are only so many elite golf courses. There are not 10 Pebble Beaches. There are not 10 TPC Sawgrasses or Oakmont or Wingfoot or LACC. There is a small number of elite country clubs and public golf courses that high-end professional golfers play at and that works on television. And they had access to none of it. None of the top country clubs in America. Next week, you'll see LACC. It's easily the coolest course I've ever played. 
they would never have been able to get involved with that course, just like they couldn't with Pebble Beach, just like they couldn't with TPC Scottsdale, just like they couldn't with Oakmont or Wingfoot or Oak or Southern Hills or you name it. All the top courses throughout America, they had no ability to ever play events on. So I don't care how much money you have. If you can't get on the good golf courses, what's the point of having this high-end golf league? So they were always going to be limited. I always thought like going on the CW, I didn't understand it. Just stay on YouTube. Ultimately, do you know what's clear? They didn't give a shit about any of that. The four aces, the, the team events, CW. It was about doing every, everything humanly possible to take over golf. And they found their mark. And it turned out to be Jay Monahan, And he was willing to play ball. And we'll see what happens to Greg Norman. Yasser said this morning on the CNBC interview when he was sitting there shoulder to shoulder with Jay Monahan that Greg Norman found out when he called him this morning. And a lot of reports have Rory, Tiger, all these guys had no clue. And let's face it, the big winner today, and I don't give a shit what the media says, they're being disingenuous if they say this. Phil Mickelson looks like a genius. He was one of the lead voices. He has created, here's the thing. With the Saudis involved, because his pushback was always, where is the money? I want to create more money. We're generating more money. This doesn't add up. I'll never forget, a tour player told me a long time ago that Phil was furious when Fox bought the U.S. Open. And they were putting like 90 to $100 million into the tournament. And the purse went from like $10 million to like eleven five. He's like, where's the revenue? None of it ever added up. Now, there were complications because it was, you know, a 501c, which is a nonprofit. Now they're going to turn into an LLC. They are clearly going to put these guys on salary. We'll get into that here in a second. But Phil Mickelson was leading the charge for this. Now, whether he went about it the right way, whether he pissed some people off, regardless what you think about him, I've always enjoyed Phil. I find him very entertaining. I also thought it was kind of sad the last couple of years when he wasn't going to the majors. He didn't say a peep in the Masters. Champions Dinner. I like the version where everyone plays together and we got some villains, we got some stars, we got some good guys, we got some bad guys. This is a TV product. I want to be entertained. And I'm glad Phil led us to where we're headed. Because one thing is where we're headed. These purses, these players are going to play when they all play together. Because that is what is going to happen. In 2024, Saudi is not investing billions of dollars to have Cam Smith and Kevin Na playing Chase Kepka over here on a course no one cares about and Spieth and Rory and Rom playing over here with Phil. and all, It doesn't make any sense. You would all play together. Well, not necessarily Chase Kepka, but his brother Brooks. They're all going to play together for tons of cash. And I'm excited for that. Now, how we got there, is it right or wrong? I, I listened to Coward go on a rant about Liv. I'm with him. I never try to be disingenuous about being on a moral high horse because I don't have a moral high horse. Now, I have morals and values and things I believe in, but I'm a businessman. And I've said over and over, if the Saudis would have came to me, who knows what I would have said? Would I have just gone to them for like a million dollars? Probably not. But if they would have said, hey, you want to go for $10 million a year to podcast about Live Golf? I probably would have been podcasting about Live Golf for the last couple of years. And the media loves, stop the whataboutism. Well, the whataboutism, when it comes to this and everyone is in bed with these guys, 
from our government to all these leagues feels a little disingenuous picking on golfers. Like they had anything to do with any of the stuff you're talking about. And I'm just glad, though the conversation is not over, because there are going to be some media people that beat this to a drum. But like it shows you that money talks and shit walks. I always say this about every element of society. Everything is such fluff beside the money. The money in every walk of life dictates it all. All of it. It's not even arguable. Now, should it be that way? Is it the best thing that it is that way? Obviously, there are things that you would like to not revolve around money, but they simply do. They always have, and I'm sorry, they probably always will. Now, when it comes to the PGA Tour players, one thing I've seen is a lot of guys should be pissed off that were offered a lot of money that turned it down. Now, I think when you talk about the super high-end players, right? Tiger was offered hundreds of millions of dollars. Same with Rory, same with Rom, same with Hideki. These guys were already stupid rich. And when you have a lot of money, turning down a lot of money, if it's not something you want to do, isn't that crazy. Now, looking back, if Dustin Johnson and Brooks Koepka, they're all just together next year at the same tournament, should you have just taken the money and all ended up in the same destination anyway? Yeah, you could make that argument. But maybe John Rahm would say, I didn't want to play those stupid-ass tournaments. I'm already worth a shitload. I'm making a ton over here, or Scotty Scheffler, or whoever. Now, if you made the argument that some of the mid-tier guys, a Sam Burns, a Xander Shoffley, a guy like that turning down that level of wealth, I get them being mad. But to me, I would imagine Rory or John Rahm or even Hideki or Tiger don't like are glad they just stuck it out, right? And here's the other thing. They are going to create, and they said it today on the CNBC uh, interview, it's going to be very fascinating what this tour is called. Maybe they just call it PGA Tour LLC. These guys are going to be put on salary. So the high-end guys on the tour, Rory, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, they're going to be paid like they're Patrick Mahomes. Or Steph Curry. They're going to make, I would guess, 30 to 45 million. They're just on salary with the PIFs money. And then, depending on who you are, maybe you're a $5 million a year player. If you're Victor Hovland, kind of an up and coming young guy, maybe you're a $20 million player, right? I, I don't really know how you compensate Tiger, but Kepka, Cam Smith, these guys are very, very valuable, right? Very, very valuable. You could argue DJ at this point in time, what's he worth? Well, you know, if it was football, people would still pay him or basketball, or baseball, they're going to all be on salary. And the amount of money that's going to flow to golf through the PIF, I, I saw him say today, like, are you prepared to inv invest billions of dollars? And Yasser responded, yes. The commitment is never-ending. Now, sports washing, I hear that term a lot. We know what it is. Like, all you have to do is Google what China is doing, what Saudi Arabia is doing. Like you could figure out that information. This is not 1960. All the information on these places are readily available. We have this thing called the fucking internet. So when I hear the term sports washing, that to me defines like we don't know what's going on. Every human with a working brain and a laptop has a decent idea what the hell is going on. Do you have a Twitter account? 
if you have ever typed in any of this stuff, if you if you subscribe to a newspaper, read the Wall Street Journal, we got an idea that shady shit goes on in some of these places. It doesn't stop anyone in any of these major corporations from dealing with any of them. Because back to what I said, money talks, shit walks, and now all these players, while mad, are all going to directly benefit. They're already super rich, especially the top-end guys, non-live. They are going to become dramatically richer. That's just the fact. So the players can be bad at Jay all they want. I don't think there's anything they can do. It's like, they're going to force him to resign. How? By not playing and doing what? And boycotting to play where? Where are they going to go? And last but not least, I think Brandel Chambly is one of the best in the business in terms of all of sports as an analyst of the game of golf. He is as good as anyone that analyzes basketball or football or baseball. I think he's elite at his job. I don't read Eamon Lynch, but I think both those guys are good examples of just going nonstop. Their position has not changed. In fairness, a lot of people, Jay Monahan's position was theirs. These are bad people. They're murderous dictators. You working for them, you're a scumbag loser, right? And they even kept doubling down today. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I think when you talk to the average golf fan, they don't really care about that. They really don't. Do you know what they want to see? Like, can I see Brooks Kepka play Rory in other tournaments just beside the four majors? Can, can I see Cam Smith show up at the Players' Championship and defend his title? Can, can, can I see Bryson DeChambeau go to the Arnold Palmer? <laughs> I, I, I kind of miss those guys. Because a good sports league, and this is one thing basketball has really lacked. When I was a kid, teams hated each other. Players hated other players. Now everyone's best friends. Everyone's super rich and they're best friends. And once all the live guys, which had some interesting characters, a lot of quote-unquote villains, leave, everyone was kind of friends on the PGA Tour. Bunch of good guys, everyone got along. You need people to like and you need people to hate. A lot of people are like, Middlecoff, you're a Laker hater. Fuck yeah, I am. And that's what makes sports go around. If you meet a Cowboy fan, you know who they hate? The Giants and the Eagles. 
If you meet a 49er fan, you know who they don't like? Sean McVay and the Rams. Who do the Bears fans not like? Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, right? That's how sports are built. Heroes and villains. Your team against the teams you don't like. And golf immediately lacked that. And you could feel it non-majors in the events. I watched, I've watched and gambled on most of the PGA Tour events this season. I've lost a lot of money. But it was lacking. It just was. The players didn't quite feel right. Even last week at the Memorial, lacked a little juice. And I think bringing everyone back together is great. And do you know who matters the most in these businesses, especially the sports business, is the fan, is the consumer. They literally pay for everything. Not now because the PIF is help funding that, but before, television ratings. Without us watching it, it doesn't exist. And I think sometimes the media gets this false sense because media members hang out with other media members and they can kind of live in a bubble. When media members go to events, they don't pay like you do. Like I do now. I haven't paid to go or I haven't gone as a media member to a game in years. But when I did, you know, looking back, I kind of fell out of touch with the fan. And the fan in, in my business literally provides everything. And without them, there is none of this. It doesn't exist. If people were not willing to attend basketball games and watch basketball games, do you know what the NBA would be? Just a bunch of guys that are really good at basketball playing for nothing because there would be no money. And I think the media has missed the mark on this lately is like, this is not about murderous dictators. It's ultimately about getting everyone to play together. And you can say, oh, it's sports washing. Yeah, we know what they do. We have the information. This is about the healthiest thing for the game. And that is, regardless how you get there, everyone playing against everybody. The, the official golf world rankings don't mean a fucking thing. Not when Brooks Kepka and Cam Smith are not around. Hell, even guys like Taylor Gooch, Denny McCarthy, who almost won the Memorial, couldn't hold Taylor Gooch's jock. Or a sandwich. Probably be more, uh, more apropos for golf. So I, I think a lot of people with the media, they're very predictable, and we know their takes are going to be on this. And I hope, once Saudi makes this investment, like they're going to own the Golf Channel. Maybe not directly on a piece of paper, but they're going to influence everything. And I, I think Brandel Chambly, who, again, would it would make me mad if I turn on the Golf Channel on major championships, on big events, and he's not around. And he's not going to pivot now. He did not pivot today. But I would say his job's in major, major jeopardy because they're going to come for him. And I don't mean like actually what they do in Saudi Arabia, because you're not allowed to do that in America. Only politicians can kill people and get away with it in America. But the Saudis will fire him. And Eamon Lynch and those guys, they will no longer be allowed on the Golf Channel. They control it. And at the when the dust settles, I, you know, it's going to suck for me. I, I'm, I'm a junkie, but most fans won't care. What they really will want is like, can Cam Smith and Brooks Kepka be playing and DJ against Rory and Rom and Scotty Scheffler? at the Waste Management next year. So when we're cheering on Hole 16, drinking a bunch of Tito's and sodas and getting smashed, can like Brooks roll through with Bryson and Rory? I miss those guys. I miss them at the tournament. And I, I think, listen, it's been weird. It's crazy how we got here, but we're here now. In 2024, 
I predict Liv's not going to exist. It's all going to be one sport together. Those guys playing the PGA guys under one umbrella. Live here with my main man, Jason Sobel. Okay, Sobel, I, I was fully prepared before, I guess, you're on the East Coast, so most of us woke up to this news, to give you your flowers and this be a uh, celebration of a mm -hmm. Victor Hovland hater turned into uh -huh. a Victor Hovland better and hit on just an awesome, I mean, the biggest win of the guy's career, just an awesome moment. And now that's just completely irrelevant. I'm not going to lie. The only guy trying to take a victory lap today is Jay Monahan, and I'm not even sure that's going to work for him. So no victory laps for me. We got work to do. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you've been on the phone. Uh, you've been texting, like most of us, just the news, your initial reaction. My initial reaction was when this news came out, is it April 1st? Because I did not think that was real. Secondly, it's like we're all living in a simulation. This is season five of Succession, essentially. Never saw any of this coming, especially not today. Uh, but at least we have company in this because none of the parties involved, uh, essentially the players, had any idea either. I immediately texted two players that I know fairly well, one on Live, one on the PGA Tour, and I sent them this news and I said, what do you think? Do you know about this? And both of them go, no, this is the first I've heard about it in the hour and a half or whatever, two hours since I've seen social media posts from dozens of players who are like, wait, what? what's going on? How did this happen? Why did this happen? I think the players, especially the PGA Tour players who were told for the past year and a half to be loyal, to, to stick with the tour, to, you know, hey, things are going to work out for you in the long run are now going to be incensed that they were like, wait, I could have left, made 10, 20, 30 million dollars on live, and then with no penalty, you just merge with live and then come back to them. I, I think they are going to have more questions than answers. And so there's I, I mean, I hate to say it right now. There's I you're gonna ask me questions over the next little bit, John, and most of my answers are gonna be I have no freaking clue. Uh I was on a text chain with my boss as I was writing a story for action. And the first thing that my boss put was, what the fuck? I said, actually, I might use that. That's going to be the lead for my story today. Uh, that that might actually be how I start things out. Yeah, I mean, there's so many angles we can take. I think on the most basic is, I think a lot of people on this merger now, listen, anytime you're in business with someone and they have all the money, it does feel like the Saudis now run professional golf. I know they're partners and they're merged, but they are funding you, right? So, the, and their money is unlimited. This is, you know, I'm not trying to get political here, but when people rip on CBS or ABC or NBC News run by Big Pharma, well, yeah, they're their bigger, biggest advertiser. So wherever the money comes from, they have a lot of control. And now Piff, who you know, is the Saudi investment fund that Jay, a lot of stuff's going viral of his talk a year ago with Jim Nance. Obviously, a lot of players have been very outspoken from Rory to Rom to Tiger to JT. And now it feels like the reason they did this is because potentially, I mean, a lot of unknown, would they have lost in court litigation wise and they had no choice? Or in your, again, we're only a couple hours from the, from the news. There's just so much money that was offered by Piff, he couldn't turn it down? 
there there are so many questions here again i wish i had some answers i think that doesn't he have to ask the players to make a move like this isn't a players run tour policy board yeah the players really don't have a say in it they elect people to the policy board and policy board makes i mean it's succession you watch succession it's you know hey we got to go to the board there's not the guy who's like the vp for uh waystar royco who's like Man, how come you didn't ask me? I've been with the company for 20. Well, you're not on the board. You don't get to make these decisions. It's very, very similar to that. Uh, There's a few things here. Okay, first of all, the pending litigation, I think, had a lot to do with this because there are going to be findings on both sides that they didn't want necessarily uncovered and made public. And I think that at some point, the two sides probably looked at each other and go, hey, look, you don't want this out there. We don't want that out there. How are we going to figure this out? Well, let's just get together and have a merger. I think Jay Monahan, and I've said this to you in the past, and I've said this everywhere, that Jay C- Monahan, CEO, so CEO of professional golf. Screwed up at the beginning. He was arrogant right from the start. He and everybody else aligned with the PGA Tour was arrogant in, in thinking, this is not a threat to us, you know. Oh, we've had other leagues say, hey, we're going to start a golf league. Yeah, that's no big deal. Our players aren't going to leave. And instead of trying to do this right off the bat, they just kind of tried to shoo him away. Ah, it's not a big deal. I think he was arrogant over the past year. Instead of saying, well, look, Liv is now a viable a viable product, and and we have to look at what they're doing, and maybe someday we'll come to a, an agreement. No, Jay was all in on they're bad people. It's a bad league. They're doing bad things. Ours is better. Here's why ours is so much better than what they're doing. And there, there was no... There was no concession towards, hey, you know what? I, I think it's pretty interesting. The team concept, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. It was, it was we're great, they're not. Here's why you should consume our product. Here's why you shouldn't consume theirs. And so, I, again, I think that arrogance is going to hurt him in the long run now that, hey, we're all on the same team. We're partners. It's just, it is a weird, weird day in the world of golf. I think a lot of players, a lot of people in the game are going to be I think Jay Monahan's probably going to get get the brunt of this, but like I said, there's a policy board. Um, Jay is only one small small part of it. He is he's the commissioner, he's the head, he's the face of everything going on right now. But yeah, you know, there's other powers that be involved in this that are helping to make these decisions. Well, again, there's going to be a lot over the next, you know, really the next two weeks because the U.S. Open is right around the corner. Talk about this, and it's players versus players, right? Like Kepko versus Rory, Rom versus Phil, you know. But it's kind of it's been Jay versus Greg Norman. Speaking of another lightning rod, uh, by the time people are listening to this, maybe news that he's officially out. He wasn't named to anything officially, you know. It it. Does this feel like it spells the end for Greg? And in fairness to him, he kind of did what he was paid to do, create some waves and kind of get this ball rolling with the live tour, right? So I got the sense from Greg over the past year that this was all about disruption. You know, Greg had wanted to do the, the World Golf Championships before the World Golf Championships existed. PGA Tour said, no thanks. And then the PGA Tour essentially stole his plan and implemented it. And so this was his way of getting back of, the revenge tour. Uh, you know, this is the Greg Norman's Taylor Swift revenge tour of getting back at the PGA uh PGA circuit and trying to uh beat them at their own game and disrupt the world of professional golf. And once he did that, yeah, okay. You know, Greg would tweet, you know, great job by the cliques this week, big win. You know, he wasn't as into it 
as I think. You know, on a daily basis, there was not this sense from Liv that like, hey, we're going to go out and beat them. I didn't think that they were necessarily a threat to go get more superstar players anytime soon. It felt like whether the money had dried up a little bit, whether the interest level from PGA Tours had dried up, maybe, uh, you know, the players looked at it and said, okay, now we're making a lot more money on the PGA Tour. Granted, we can thank Liv for that, but I don't have to jump ship because, you know, the PGA Tour is giving me more money now. Um, I will say it was very, very interesting. Yasser Al-Ramayan, who's the governor of the Public Investment Fund, which, of course, uh, owns and operates Live Golf, was shoulder to shoulder on CNBC in studio with Jay Monahan this morning. And he was asked, uh, did Greg Norman know about this? He said, oh, yeah, sure. I just called him a few minutes ago. Um, I don't think Greg is necessarily on the inner circle. I mean, uh, it, to compare it to concession to, uh, to succession again, uh, there was a Greg in that show who wasn't necessarily on the inside circle of everything that was going on. Uh, Greg Norman might have been uh, very much in the same realm. I, I think a lot of people definitely on social media right now are taking a victory lap for all the the high end guys that didn't go. You know, Rom turned down hundreds of millions. Hideki, clearly the JTs of the world, Spieth, you know, Rory. But those guys are so rich, you know, would it impact their life? They're going to end up making so much money in the big picture. I do think the big, so I don't think they're huge losers like that group. And I I think they didn't want to do, I do think the big winner though uh, is Phil Mickelson. And he's already chirping a little bit as we're recording this. He's got to be feeling pretty good. He's got to be feeling pretty good. He's been turning down podiums at these majors since he came, I think late last year. And then obviously this year, I would expect him next week in L.A. to fucking strut right up to that podium, baby. Yeah, and he's probably going to talk about all, you know, hey, this was the plan all along. I, I love the PGA Tour. I wanted to work with them. This was my idea to to get Liv to, you know, sort of light a fire under the PGA Tour and get them play. Look look at what all the players um, have to do. They, they have to thank me for going to live, bringing players to live, getting more exposure over there. And they brought more money to all them. You got more money in their pockets. It was a weird way of doing everything. Look, if you're one who wants to give Phil full credit for everything he did here, that's fine. I'm okay with it. I I still think he could have gone about it probably a classier way than he did over the past year, but it's fine. I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I have not had any idea what's going on with Phil for a while now. Uh, he can obviously still play some good golf. We saw it at Augusta National. Besides that, look, all I can tell you is that I've known Phil Mickelson for a long time. Phil always has an agenda. Whatever Phil says, whatever Phil tweets, there's a reason for it. There's a reason why he's doing that. He thinks, and you know, this comes to part of the whole, I, I think I'm the smartest man in the room type of thing, which sometimes he is and sometimes he's not. But Phil constantly thinks he's playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers. Yeah, Again, whether that's true or not, but Phil is trying to think three steps ahead. And so I think that if we go back and look at his timeline of tweets and things that he's said, he's going to be able to pull out a few things there, here and there and say, look, see, see what I did? See right there? And he'll take that victory lap. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. 
So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. I, I think if you ran into someone today at the golf course, on the street, at work, start talking about this subject, most casual people will act like they're going to start playing together, right? That's, I think, what the headline feels like. When you read the details of the press release, it doesn't necessarily reflect that. Again, a lot of moving parts, a lot of unknown. Do, from your understanding, do, do, are we going to see like the like Cam Smith, Kepka here at like... Uh, you know, the travelers in a couple of weeks, because it doesn't quite feel like that yet. But I also don't expect like speak JT to create some team. You know, it's we're, we're kind of in a weird spot because I, I think there's a lot of unknown on how this is going to play out on the course. Right. Because that's ultimately what this affects. Right. So I think it remains the same throughout the end of the 2023 season. And if you look at the PGA Tour concludes its season, August 27th, live Concludes there is November 5th and the DP World Tour on November 19th. I think everything remains as is for the time being. But I think moving forward, that all changes. And yes, I do think that if well, why would on, why would Li- why would live still host events? Of champion. I no, I plenty of this. I I look, you're asking questions that I I don't have answers to. And quite frankly, I could be a top 10 player in the world who's playing the PGA Tour or playing Live and be sitting here with you right now and say, I I have no idea. I'm going to read to you. This is the third paragraph of the press release. Uh, Notably, today's announcement will be followed by a mutually agreed end to all pending litigation between the participating parties. Further, the three organizations will work cooperatively and in good faith to establish a fair and objective process for any players who desire to reapply for membership with the PGA Tour or the DP World Tour following the completion of the 2023 season and for determining fair criteria in terms of readmission consistent with each tour's policies. To me, that tells us they don't really have an idea yet that like, yeah, if you play live, you can now play the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour next year if you want. We're going to let you back in. Maybe we'll give you some sort of penalty, but probably not since it's a merger and why would we penalize guys no. that now work for us? So I I don't I can't see that happening, but it it smells to me, John, that if Brooks Kepka or Cam Smith or somebody like that wants to go play the Century Tournament of Champions the first week of January 2024, they'll say, 
sure, come on. We're all partners here. You can come play. Yeah, if Kepka wants in on TPC Scottsdale or those guys want to play Riv, that feels like where it opens up is these big events, the memorial, these guys want back in, they're going to get in. And, you know, is Kepka likely to be as involved in some of the team events? So that, that's what I'd have circled it. <laughs> I could see Brooks playing some less live events. I, I, I do think it's fair to assume the Saudis, and you've seen them do this in soccer, and obviously, and I'm not a big F1 guy, but they got their hands involved in that, is they wanted it on golf. And so Liv was a way in. And now that they have this merger, you know, I, I think it's fair to assume that the importance of quote unquote live golf is less important as long as they're into the overall umbrella of the sport. And now their meat hooks because of their cash flow, which is literally unlimited. Uh I, I just feel my, my overall reaction is it feels like the Saudis and the Piff and, and Yasser and uh, what's his name? SBF or that's the crypto guy. But you know who I mean? That runs golf like they're in charge now because they, they're they essentially going to sign the check. So well, the, these purses now, $20 million, these elevated events. Well, now the Saudi money's involved. I mean, are we going to see like $50 million event? Because that feels like it's on the table. Yeah, probably. I, I, it's more money for everybody. I mean, I guess if you're a player and you're mad right now, I think you're going to be placated very, very quickly when they start talking about how much money is now going to be involved yeah. in these events. That you know, I can I can go have one good week next year, and I'm I'm going to make more money than I had in the previous five years. So, uh, you know, that's certainly possible. I don't know. I mean, we talk about who runs golf. I, nobody really runs golf right now, anyway. So. Uh, look, I, I think that probably the people making these decisions are the people that are it's not front-facing as you think. And again, Jay Monahan is going to get some of the credit and all of the blame, and you know uh, he is going to be the name that's front and center as the face of everything. But this this goes way beyond; it transcends just Monahan. There there are some big names on that policy board with the PGA Tour who I, I've heard have had conversations with Liv in recent weeks, and they had a big part in, in making this happen. Again, I said it earlier, this pending litigation and the findings that were going to be made public don't undervalue the impact of not wanting things made public and how that fueled their decision-making. Because, I mean, this has gone from zero to 60 very, very quickly. This has gone from, we hate them, our product is better, you know, there is never going to be any talks between us, any kind of merger, anything like that, to, by the way, it's Tuesday morning, we've got a merger, let's break the news on CNBC. I mean, this has gone very, very quickly. There are very few things that can make it go that quickly, but I think the ability to keep secrets secret, that, that'll fuel a whole lot of things moving forward. I, I, unless you got something else, I, I'm going to end. I, I, I think the big winner here, is yeah. just golf because one thing we saw with Kepka winning is the the separation of just some of the top guys, Cam Smith, Brooks, even Bryson when he's good, not being around, the villains, <clears throat> having those guys back interacted. I like watching the DP World Tour on Saturday and Sunday morning if I get up really early and having a cup of coffee. Obviously, they were directly impacted, losing some of their big names that occasionally play over there. If now we get the the combination of all these guys playing together again, there's animosity, there's added storylines, 
I, I do think it's good for the entertainment standpoint, and that's what I care about the most, and I think what most fans care about the most, because most fans aren't profiting from this, besides if you bet on Victor Hovland last week to win the Memorial. Uh, that I, I, I do think this element of getting everyone back together besides just the four majors a year, if that's eight or nine times now, benefits us all from an entertainment standpoint. I, I think you're not wrong about that. By the way, wasn't that a Shooter McGavin line? Uh, I think the big winner today is the game of golf. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shooter out and let him uh, analyze this whole thing. Uh, yeah, look, I, I've said it for the past year that like, you know, and I've said it in jest and joking around, but hey, you know what would be really cool? If we took like all the good players from Live and then all the good players from the DP World Tour and from, from the PGA Tour and we put them all together and they like played against each other like all the time. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, guess what? That's what we're going to have. It also looks yeah. very similar to what the PGA Tour was pre-2022. So, I mean, it's not like anything, nothing we've ever seen before. You know, it's not like, wow, for the first time ever, Brooks Kepka and Cameron Smith are going to play in PGA Tour events. We're going to see what that's like. No, it's, it wasn't that long ago they were playing in PGA Tour events. So, we're basically just, you know, hitting the reset button on this whole thing. And, you know, it just goes back to... Me calling it a simulation and like, you know, we all just got jobbed for the last year and a half uh, yelling at each other on social media for a long time and then going, oh, all right. Yeah, I guess we're just going back to everyone. Just go play golf now for more money. Yeah, Cam, Cam Smith, the player's champ last year, uh, I you know, was his parking spot was removed. So I, I wonder if he gets his parking spot back at, uh, at TBC Sawgrass. <laughs> oh, come on. You know, that's just water under the bridge now. You know, no big deal. We're all friends. Come on. It was just part of the negotiation process. A any Michael Block takes for the uh, the Canadian Open this, this week? He, he played good. You see, he beat Ludwig. He almost qualified for the U.S. Open. He, he had a good he had a good uh, good 36 holes yesterday. This is who I really feel for, because Michael Block could have. Uh, you know, he, if he had an agent, he could have called, had his agent call Liv a couple of weeks ago after the PGA and say, hey, look, he's got a chance to play in the Charles Schwab Challenge and the RBC Canadian Open, but for for the very small nominal signing bonus of $10 million, Michael would love to come play Liv Golf instead. That's, that's how I would have approached this if I were him, going from club pro to making some serious cheese over on uh, Liv Golf. Well, apparently that won't be uh, necessary anymore so you know michael's gonna have to go hoof it in canada this week without a u.s open uh berth in next week's field so poor michael uh, I, i'll get you out of here on this i know you like terrell hatton this week have you do you already have your pick for the for lacc no nah, i was gonna spend the next couple of days doing it uh i think we're starting to see a little separation because for the first few months of this year it's like man i look at the top 20 in the world and like all those guys are really, really good, and I can't really separate. Now we're starting to see, like, Scotty Scheffler is really, really good. He's playing really, really well. Uh, Brooks Kepka goes to majors, plays really well. Those guys are going to be up there. Um, who else? Uh, Cameron Smith uh, might be on top of my list. He's, he's going to go to the majors. He's going to roll in putts. He's going to play well. Victor Hovland, of course, who just won the other day. Victor is he's taking it to a different gear. I mean, that was a different Victor Hovland that I watched on the back nine on Sunday. A guy that, like, wasn't just smiling and laughing off a bad chip. I mean, this was a guy that had full game face going. I'm yeah, not sure I've I seen agree. that from Victor before. I think something's changed in him. But you start looking at guys like that, and you're like, 
They're just they're playing better. It doesn't mean Xander Shoffley can't win. It doesn't mean Justin Thomas can't win. These guys are just playing better on a regular basis than those players. And, and even Rory, who, you know, the eye test, it feels like he's playing shitty, even though he top tens in basically every event he's playing in right now, is on a completely different level than guys I always bet on. The Xanders, the Finaus. Like yeah. if you're gonna even if you're down on Rory, you're better off betting him than some of those random guys because they haven't even been s- I'm so tired of betting on that crew of like the second tier guys that get, you know, pretty good odds. And then you just look up, they're like struggling to make the cut. Hey, see, that was learned how to win. The odds are pretty good. Yeah, it just <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. Oh, Max Homa's got a decent number. Uh, it's not. Uh, no. Rory, there's a non zero chance that Rory wins by 17 shots this week. Right? Like, hey, like lift all the weight from what you've had on you for the last year and a half to like, Hey, bro, it's cool. Don't worry about it anymore. Just go play golf. Like, he may birdie every single hole in Canada this week. I have no idea. Or it, it could be weighing on him even more that, like, he's getting so many questions about it. He's got to deal with this, deal with that. He's on phone calls that he misses the cut. I have absolutely no idea. But if anything, I think at least, at least in the long term, if not the short term, I think this frees up Rory to play better golf. Yeah, if his number gets to like 13, 14 to 1 for the U.S. Open, I I, I could be intrigued. I, I, I could be. Yeah. Probably stupid, I, but I could be. Okay, yeah, so we'll... I, uh, I have a feeling he plays well. Inferior field this week is two-time defending champ, granted, uh, in two different decades on two different golf courses, but uh, he is the defending champion here, and I think he'll play well, and I, I think he'll keep that number from getting too long next true. week. I think he right. stays at probably 10 to 12. That that Canadian Open last year was a big moment. Him, JT, Finau, kind of yeah, you kind of vibe in on the course when the lift stuff was hot and heavy. Now it's they're all no, friends I again. I don't think we're getting that this year. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. Okay, so we'll enjoy enjoy uh, enjoy the phones today. Thanks, buddy. Let's see if we have some news for us next week. Okay, I had a little change of plans because this is probably going to be a huge story the rest of the week. I think I will do the at go low. Pod at Golo Pod is the Instagram. I saw there are a bunch of mailbag questions just because I went for like 25 minutes. So, boy, I don't, don't want to do like a two hour pod. That I will do mailbag questions for golf stuff probably on Friday's podcast. So, that's that's what I will do. That is the game plan. So, a lot of you guys fired in the DMs. My DMs, I see a lot of unread questions, which is cool. Gonna be a lot of people interested on this story. We will get to that on Friday's podcast. So I might intermix some football stuff, some golf stuff for Friday's show. This is definitely going to be one of the biggest stories in the sports world over the next couple days. So that is the game plan right now. So if you slid in those DMs at GoLoPod, I will get to you on Friday. I promise. Plus, I need content. So uh, it's an easy one. I, we already went pretty long on this pod. Appreciate everyone that listened. Crazy story today. Um... Yeah, I mean, just all-time shocker, really. I mean, it's it's insane. Uh, see everyone Friday.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.